Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Behold podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick little note that this episode was originally only made as a YouTube video, and it can be found in its entirety here, as well as its entirety with the video on our YouTube channel, which can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of our Behold community, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, welcome to Behold, a series for women longing to live their lives worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is Episode 7. Hello everyone, welcome to Episode 7. I'm so glad that you're here. This is so exciting. First of all, I want to thank you all. I've been having so much fun reading all of your messages that you've been sending to me and texts and emails and I'm just so grateful because it has been so much fun to get to know some of you a little bit better and to see that this work is starting to make a difference in your life as well. And as you're doing this work and starting to use this mindset tool and feel your feelings and beginning to trust yourself and no longer wandering around in that I don't know confusion kind of state, Something amazing is going to happen to you. You're going to begin to have more energy and you're going to begin to have more confidence. And these things are going to start to lead you to start to dream. And so with that in mind, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit and fill our hearts. Shine your light upon our hearts. Shine it brightly so that we can see inside of our hearts the beautiful dream that you've planted in there for us. We know, Lord, that we're here in this time and in this place for a reason. Help us to know what we're called to do and help us to live out that calling so well so that all that we do may give glory to you. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, so... First, I have to tell you a story. Maybe some of you have big dreams already and you're following your dreams and that is wonderful. But as I've noticed through a lot of the feedback I've gotten, a lot of you are a lot like me and we're kind of wandering around with an unmanaged mind, having that I don't know confusion, not trusting yourself, not being compassionate with yourself. And so I'm gonna tell you, tell you a story. So about a year ago, I joined a Lenten challenge group. And this group was just to help come closer to God during Lent and also to lose a little weight, okay? And so I started this group off and then COVID hit, okay? And so we were all locked down and the group shifted focus and kind of became more of like a survival support group that we're all in this together kind of a thing. And so the challenges changed from doing things to lose weight to doing things to just survive the season. So the, and it was a great challenge. Don't get me wrong. It was a great challenge. And the moderator of it did a beautiful job throughout the whole thing. She, she was so good how she did it all. But at one point she said, okay, the challenge for this week. And at that point I had been completing all of the challenges and, and had been going pretty well. And then she got to this one challenge and she said, this challenge, I want you to do something for yourself and not just 
something random. I want it to be something related to the dream that you have for your life. I want you to think about your dreams and I want you to do something to move forward towards that dream. You know, maybe your dream is to be an artist. So then why don't you work on your painting or to write a novel? So why don't you write, you know, and she gave lots of examples. Well, after listening to that, I just sat back and I thought, I don't even know. I'd been wandering around and I don't know confusion for a long time and I had not been compassionate with myself, but I also just kind of gotten lost in the day to day. And I wasn't very generous with myself in giving time to myself like that, in that kind of a way. And so I really got, I really wasn't sure what to do. So I went to my husband and I asked him, what do I like? What are, what do I want to do? And I say it with a smile now, but at that point I was devastated because it, I realized that here I was in my late thirties, I have all of these kids and I don't have a dream. And I, so my husband was very kind and compassionate about it. Let me cry about it. <laughs> and then he's like, just, why don't you figure this out? Why don't you, you know, figure out what you like and I'll support you in it a hundred percent. So I kind of started getting in this, I need to learn more about myself kind of a phase. And then I, and then, but really we're in the middle of a pandemic we're virtual schooling, all of this is going on. I just didn't feel like that was a luxury that I had. Okay. Well then over the summer, we decided that we were going to homeschool for the first time. And I knew right away, once we made that decision that I needed to be on top of my game, that I couldn't be wandering around in I don't know confusion. I needed to be organized and I need to be on top of it. Now, before I stayed home with my kids, I was a caseworker for people with disabilities, de developmental disabilities. And something that they're the, when I would have kids on my caseload, something their parents would always tell me is that you don't get the, that God doesn't give you grace until you need it. Okay. So they would say they never thought that they could do the things that they could do, but once they got into that position, God poured down the grace upon them. And I really feel like that's how it was for us with homeschooling. God just poured grace upon me. And, and I was so blessed that he was so abundant and generous with me. And so we were able to start our homeschool year in a semi-organized fashion. Well, then at the end of September is when I found this mindset work. And it was just such a game changer that it was exactly what we needed for this stage of our life. Like I said, God's been so abundantly generous with me and the graces he's, he's given me. So anyway, as I found this mindset work, I was able to start dreaming again, okay? And I was able to learn more about myself. I was able to be compassionate with myself because even before, if I would have a dream or something I really kind of wanted to go after, I would sit there and say those things like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, or I wouldn't trust myself to follow through, or I would you know, be beating myself up about something else and just say, well, you can't do that because you can't even do this, the things like that. And so by doing this mindset work, I was able to get into more of a habit of dreaming, kind of discovering what really lights me up, what's exciting to me, and maybe some things that are not. Because there were a lot of things in my life I was doing that were not exciting and were not something that I like to do and were not beneficial to me or my family, but I was doing them anyway out of some weird sense of obligation and, and just not knowing myself and not knowing that it was okay to do things for myself, if that makes sense. So 
before we get too deep into dreams, which we're actually going to do more, and I know this sounds like it's going to be an episode that we're going to talk about dreams, but we're going to kind of preface to get us more into how to follow our dreams. But to talk about dreams and really get into dreams, first, we have to recognize our vocation. Okay. When I say vocation, I am talking about the calling that God has put in your heart. God puts us each here for a reason and for a purpose. And you're, you, me, all of us, we have a reason for being here. He put us in this time and this place and he doesn't make a mistake. Okay. He gave you your husband and your children and he didn't make a mistake. He wasn't on vacation that day. He wasn't out to lunch when, when your children were being handed out. He put you in this place for a reason. So your vocation is your path to heaven. It's how you're going to get there. And so for me, I was living my vocation and it was, and it was my dream as well. All growing up, I wanted to be a wife and a mother. I, I wanted this life. I wanted this be a stay at home mom so badly. And I didn't want to change that. I knew that I, I still wanted to stay at home, but then why did I feel so trapped? Cause I really felt trapped and maybe you maybe you feel that way too. And so as I started learning more about my vocation, something that recently jumped out at me, I read um, a book by Claire Dwyer and it's about St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. And I meant to bring the book down to hold up and I forgot to, but I will put it in the show notes about what book I'm talking about. They just, we just did it as the Abiding Together podcasts um, book club for Lent. It's a wonderful book. And in it, St. Elizabeth of the Trinity talks about how our, our primary vocation is to love. Our primary vocation is to love. See, all this time I have been thinking my primary vocation was to be married and then to have children as my secondary so that my primary vocation was with my husband and with my children. And, and of course, God's part of my marriage and God's part of our family. And, but that's how I thought was my, you know, my path to heaven. And it is, but my primary vocation, what comes first is to love. And really it's to love God and to love myself. Or maybe I should put it this way. It's to love God and to let God love me back. Because previously, I wasn't always letting God love me. I wasn't always letting him love me back. He was pouring blessings into my life and I was too busy wandering around in I don't know confusion to see them or to accept them or to be grateful for them. And I was so busy beating myself up about these little perfectionist things that I couldn't recognize that he had made me this way for a reason, okay? That he didn't want me to be perfect, he wanted me to be me. And so I needed to learn how to love myself so that I could accept these gifts from him. And another, just a little side note that ties in with this, my husband, when I was really making progress with this mindset work, he, um, I just felt like he was being so generous all the time and just, you know, showering me with this. And I was like, you really like this, this change, these things that I've been doing. And he said, yeah, I do. And I said, well, you've just been showering me with love and, and you've just been so generous. And he said, well, because you're letting me be before you wouldn't let me compliment you before you wouldn't, you, I, I'd say something nice or do something nice for you. And you'd be like, oh no, but this, but that, but this, but that. He's like, so I, 
I kind of stopped because I always got shut down. You would, you know, I would tell you something nice and you wouldn't hear it and you'd actually make yourself feel worse. Or I'd offer to, you know, give you time, give you space, give you whatever you needed, um, take a break, do something for yourself. And I would just beat myself up more over that. And so he said, I kind of just stopped offering because it seemed like it made things worse for you and not better. And so now here I was, as I shifted my mind, I was letting him love me. And I feel like that that is what has changed with God too. I now let God love me. Let him love me the way that he wants to love me instead of the way that I thought that he should love me. Okay, does that make sense? I hope so. And I hope that I hope that you'll really sit with that and I hope that you'll really pray with that. And I know that sometimes when we talk about loving ourselves, some people think that we become too self-focused then and we almost become narcissistic. But I'd like to argue that I have found the opposite to be true because when we rightly order our love, when we put God first and we rightly order that, I actually find that by treating myself the way that God loves me with this compassion and kindness and generosity, that it spills out over everyone else. And as I recognize that God loves me as is, I begin to recognize that he loves everyone else as is too. And then from there, as I'm showing compassion to myself, my capacity to show compassion to others is increasing as well. And as I begin to trust myself and work towards achieving my goals and dreams, I increase my confidence to step outside of myself and to be vulnerable with others, which is something that I wasn't very willing to do before. But that vulnerability, it increases our relationship. It improves my relationships because I'm willing to put myself out there. Whereas before, I was so hard on myself that, you know, we love our neighbor. We're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. But if we're beating ourselves up and we're not loving ourselves, we are not open to have the relationships we're truly meant to have. And so, yes, we're talking in this, this series a lot about how to love ourselves. And it might seem a lot of centered, focused at the minute, at the moment. But that's because that's where we need to go in order to let that love flow out to everyone else. Okay. So I would just highly recommend that you start looking at your primary vocation as the vocation of love, as the vocation of love between you and God. And then as the, your relationship with God continues to improve and improve, that love is going to start to spill out into all other areas of your life. And you are going to start to show up in your secondary vocation as a wife and mother in ways you had never imagined possible before. And so this secondary vocation, this vocation that you've been called to as a wife and a mother are going, it's still your path to heaven. It's still going to be, it's not going to be easy, but remember you can do hard things. You can do hard things. And the love of God is going to get you to the, through those hard things and is going to get you to heaven and is going to get your husband to heaven and your children to heaven because, of course, that's our goal overall. So we'll be talking more about accomplishing our dreams later on. And as we build our tool chest and experience some more of the power of these mindset tools, we're, we'll get a lot more into this. But in the meantime, I want you to start to dream, okay? I just want you to recognize these things coming up, these things that make you tick, these things that you're passionate about and hold them in your heart and hold them in prayer. 
and go to God and ask him, what is my dream? What are you calling me to? What would you like from me? I'm your servant. What can I do to serve you better? And I'm going to tell you that he is going to tell you. And sometimes big dreams are really, really big. And sometimes they're really small, but both are so worthy. Big dreams and small dreams are what it's going to take to bring about the kingdom of heaven. And so follow Jesus wherever he takes you in this dreaming. And if you're like dreaming, if you're like I was, and dreaming seems really far away right now, and, or maybe it just, it's starting to seem real to start to have a dream and follow your dream, but you're just not sure where to begin. Just keep going back to prayer. And for the time being, I am going to give you a dream. It's a worthy and beautiful dream. And I want you to, so for now, until you find your own dream, because you will, I want you to dream of being deeply connected to God. And I want you to dream of loving yourself and loving your life as is. I want you to dream of being the wife and mother that you know God is calling you to be. Now, this doesn't mean being perfect. This does not mean being some Instagram worthy wife and mother. It means being you, being you exactly the way God made you to be and being that person. Well, quirks and all. So I want you to just stop for a moment and I want you to imagine what that looks like. Now, before you start imagining, I, like I said, this is not the perfect mother. Don't think about someone else, you know, don't think about what society tells you the perfect wife and mother should be. Just think about who you are and what it means for you to live that calling well. What does it mean for you to live your vocation, your primary vocation of love well? What does it mean for you to live that secondary vocation as a wife and mother well? And once you start to think about that, imagine what it looks like and feels like, and then start to think about what thoughts you would need to have, what thoughts would need to be running through your mind for you to show up like that in your own life. And so that's what I'd like you to think about this week. Just kind of start pondering that, pondering those dreams, pondering the dream of being the wife and mother you've always wanted to be. Start imagining what it feels like, what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it smells like. Get all of those good feelings in there and then start thinking about the thoughts that will take you to that place. Okay, we're going to dive deeper into this as we go, but I just kind of wanted to give you a little place to start dreaming in. And so for this week, this is episode seven and I am Christy Horsch. Let's go out and live the call worthy. Let's go out and live our life worthy of the call we've received.